0: All right, so we're learning, this, let's, let's, let's look at Aaron ben Miriam. So when you start Shabbos, the first thing we're going to learn about in, in, in Shabbos are the laws of Hotsah, the laws of uh, the prohibition against transferring from one Rishus to another rishas. So the Rishodim question why it is that the, the Masechta starts with Hotsah. I mean, of all things to start with in Shabbos, why would we start with the one particular malacha out of all 39 of sticking of, uh, of not transferring things from rishas to rishas? So there are many, many different suggestions. Just to mention one, not to scare everybody, but Yeshua says that if you look at most of the blatter in Shabbos, if you look around and make, uh, count them all, you'll see that most of the blatter of Shabbos discuss Hutzah. It's really true. If you look at it in between the 1st and the 4th and the 5th and the 8th and the ninth and the 10th, a lot of these Prakim get all involved in the laws of Hutzah whether directly in, the, in terms of how one, uh, how one tri- is, violates this iser, the Sisr w- or in terms of how, w- what the halakhas are, what's what's considered a part of your body, what's considered to be carrying, all sorts of various halakhas. Most of the 140 blot in Mesecha Shabbos will be taken up by discussing Hutzah. So for that reason, that may be one reason why we start with Hutzah. Another reason we're going to see is that the Mishnah really wants to begin with the laws that are pertinent to Arab Shabbos. And we're going to learn a law that an Arab Shabbos, a person is not allowed to walk out with certain things that are in their pocket, even on Arab Shabbos, because they might forget them in their pockets and then uh, forget that they're there and then carry them out on Shabbos. Because eventually on Dafid Aleph, the mission is going to get to that, so we give some sort of introductory remarks that generally relate to Hotzah before we get to that specific halacha. But uh, regardless, which reason you follow, the mesechah is going to begin with Hotzah. Now we'll get another more, uh, two more introductions here for Hotzah. Number one is, what is the source for Hotzah? So most of the malachas in the Torah. The Torah does not name the Torah does not name it. There are only actually two halacha, two malachas that are named specifically in the Torah. One is in the beginning of Parshisvayakal, Los the malacha of Havara, not to kindle any flame on Chavez. That's one one malacha. But the other malafa is a drasha, and it's a reference to the malachah of Hotzah. It's on the beginning of the 11th paragraph, the Gemara says that Moshe saw that all the people were donating. And Moshe, they make a big declaration out in the camp and they tell the people, stop bringing the things. So the Gemara analyzes, although the simple pshat as Moshe is Moshe saying we don't need any more donations, actually we can read a little bit more into Moshe's declaration. Moshe was in a Rosh harabim. Moshe was in the Machina via. one of the definitions of Rosh harabim is that it's a very public area, we'll see exactly how we define a public area, but the Machina via, where Moshe was, since all the people would frequent and gather around Moshe Rabbeinu, it was considered to be a public area, Moshe was telling people on Shabbos don't take your private donations out from your personal Roshas, from your Rosh Sayachid, your private domain, carry and transfer them them over to me. That would be a violation of the malacha of Hotsa. So that is actually a source in the Torah for 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 the prohibition against transferring rishikes. So The Gemara in Irvin has another source as well. The Gemara says it says in the pasuk al so the person shouldn't leave his place on Shabbos. It's talking about by the by the man al However, we expound that and read it a little bit differently. Al Yotzi ish mi a person shouldn't transfer out of his property on the Shabbos. Not that he himself, he himself shouldn't leave, but he shouldn't bring another item out of his rishos into a different rishos. So there we have two sources and we'll see uh, why we need all these sources as we go along that hotza is uh, forbidden. Now, because of the nature of hotza we're going to see that we get very rigid and technical because it's not something that we understand that well. Most of the malachas we are able to understand. Hotza is something which the Rishonim say is above our understanding. Why is that? Because it's a melacha gerua. That term is super important. Melacha gerua means that it's something that seems to be weak. It seems to be weak. Why is it weak? So Tosos writes that it's weak in our under, in our understanding. Why? Because what's the difference if I transfer from my private domain into a street or if I transfer from my domain into another private domain? If I bring something from my apartment, take it out of my apartment carry it across town, bring it into my friend's apartment, it's very, it's very possible that I haven't violated any Malachah of Shabbos. However, if I take something out of my apartment and I bring it into the street, well, I've done a Malachah de Arisa. How can that be? If the malacha is defined by the transfer of reshuyos, by making a cheifes, by making an item be in a different place, what is the difference whether it goes into Rosh arabim or Rosh HaSayachet? For that, it says it's a malacha geruah, it's above our understanding, it's difficult for us to understand, and because of that we're going to get very technical only in terms of the sources that we see in the Torah and we will not necessarily broaden uh, the malacha beyond the scope that we, are, that we see. Other him say that the reason the malachah is a malacha guru is for a very different reason, a practical reason. You think about malacha. Malachah is about creative, you know, creative work. If a person carries around a huge load, beams from one end of his house across to the other end of his house, he's not done anything. It's totally permissible on the Shabbos. Maybe there's... A person shouldn't do too much terukah job, but that's, you know, some weak to on it. But essentially, it's totally okay. You can carry heavy beams from one corner of your house to another corner of your house. But if I take a feather and I put it in my pocket and I carry it into the street, now I've done a malachah. That's a malacha Geruah. It's difficult for us to understand that paradox. How can it be that carrying something lighter in my pocket into another place is suddenly more of a malacha than carrying the beam from one corner to the room to the another corner of the room? That is a second approach of the Rishonim. And a third approach of the Rishonim, the Arzaruah, is that it's a Malachah guruah because you haven't done much. In the words of the Arzaruah, You <laughs> have done nothing to the item itself. Whenever you're doing saw, all you're switching is the lo- location of where the item is, but you're not changing the item itself. Malakots are usually defined by the creative capacity and the change, <laughs> the impact. Of a, of that human being has on the world. Where is that impact by a mahotza? Hotza does nothing like that. Hotza simply changes where something is. So it's a malachi guru because its change, its impact is so much weaker. So, whichever approach, whichever of the three you follow, is really beyond us at this point. But just to get the main idea, Hotza is something that's guru. We look at it as almost an anomaly. It's almost we're starting with an exception. You're starting with something that's not the regular norm of a malachi on Shabbos. It's going to be specific where it's said and how it's said, and we're not necessarily going to apply it. Beyond uh, the natural scope of where we get the sources in the Torah. So the mission begins. And just to understand the Mishnah The Mishnah understand The Mishnah begins with a scenario Of a bala Who is inside of his house Okay So he is inside of a Rosh And a poor man comes And he knocks on the door And the poor man Is asking for some tzedakah And uh, in fact the, 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 It's not a small thing The Mepharshiyah Mishnah even say That it's coming to bring out the point That a person can violate Shabbos Even when they're doing a mitzvah Even when they're trying to do tzedakah They might think it's, uh, that's okay on Shabbos But we say no Even though if you're giving tzedakah You can't do a hotzah on Shabbos That's why exactly why the Mishnah speaks About this illustration so this poor man is standing on the outside, and he's in a rishus haravim. He's in a public domain. He knocks on the door. The balabais answers the door. He's in a He is in a private domain. And with within this 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 this, um, this story here of how they're going to relate to one another, we can learn many different dinim of Hotsa. So the Mishnah says, Yitzios haShabbos, the way that one can transfer on Shabbos Shetayim. There are two different ways. Shehain Arba, which can turn into four. Now that's a complicated term. There are two which can turn into four. We will understand what that means based once we learn the Mishnah. There are two that are four bifnim, for the person standing on the inside. The Baal Bay, who's on the inside, can do two different forms of yitzios, can do two different forms of transfer, but that can also branch out into four. Ustayim Shehain Arba Bachlotz. And the, the same thing for the poor man outside. The poor man outside can do two different forms of hotzah, which can branch out into four as well. So now we need some illustrations for us to understand this. Kate said, how is this true? Ha'ani omid b'chutz, the poor man is standing outside. Ubal lifnim, the balabais is standing on the inside. Pasha says ha'ani, ha'ani es yado lifnim v'nasan l'toch yado The first case that the Mishnah starts with is that the ani is holding something. Let's say maybe, I don't just pick an illustration, the ani is holding a basket. Maybe he's holding a basket where he he keeps all of his stuff. So the Ani takes his basket from the outside. He puts it, transitions it, puts it, transfers it into the Baal hands. And this is important. He doesn't just bring it across the entrance of the house. He places it into the hand of the Baal Habayas. So the Baal is standing inside a home. His arm, his hand is inside of his home. The Ani takes his basket from the outside and places it down inside the hand of the Baal Habayas. So that is the first case that we begin with. Now let's analyze this a little bit. In order to do Hotsa, it is not only about the fact that you transfer the item. There's two key components for Hotsah, Akira and Hanacha. Akira means I uproot something from its location in one of one domain. Hanacha means I give it a new location in a separate domain. So just to bring out the point, if I forget something in my pocket, just for example, I'm holding something in my hand, and I leave my Rashus. So I've made an akira, I have something, I take it out of my Rashus. If I bring it into rishus harabim, but I don't place it down, I don't stop walking, I don't place it down into the street, I just continue walking in the street, I have not done the malacha. The melacha is not done, is not achieved, until the item gets a new home. In order for the item to get a new home to be defined, that it is located now, it is stored in the new domain, it must be placed down, it must have a hanacha in that second rishos. Hanacha needs stopping, it needs to be placed down. So just example, this Ani, he's got, he's holding the basket. He's bringing it. It's still in his hand and he brings it across the the, the doorway. He hasn't done the malacha yet. He hasn't done the malacha until he places it down in the domain. But if he places it down in the hand of the person standing in the domain, that's a hanacha in the second domain. It's a hanacha in the rishes Hayachid. And therefore, the ani is obligated. The akira happens when he lifts up his basket and brings it across. The hanacha happens when he places it down in the hand of the Baal That's case one. Oh... Mitoha Mitocha Let's say there is something in the hand of the Balabias. Let's imagine the Balabayas is holding a food item. He's holding a roll. And the honey extends his hand inside, takes it out of the hands of the Balabayas. So he just did an Akira, brings it back across outside, and now is holding it outside. Now, since he is standing outside, he has just done a hanacha to that roll outside now in Rosh Harap. So there are two cases. Either the Akira from outside and placing it inside, that's a Hanacha, or taking, reaching his hand across, making an Akira from the Rishos HaYachid, bringing him back outside, and then having a Hanacha in the Rishos HaRabim. In those two cases, Ha'ani Chayev, the poor man has violated Shabbos. The poor man has now done the Malach of Hotzah. The first scenario, he has done a transfer from Rashus HaRabim to a Rishos HaYachid. In the second scenario, he has done a transfer from Rosh Hashayachid to Rosh Hashayachid. In both of those scenarios, the poor man is chayav. Why is the poor man chayav for transferring something from Rosh Arabim to Rosh Hashayachid? How do we know that that's, that's forbidden? I mean, the source in the Torah where Moshe Rabbeinu tells people not to donate, he says to tell people don't bring from Rosh Hashayachid to Rosh Hashayachid. The first case in the Mishnah, where the Ani brought it from a Rishus Rabim to a Rishus HaYachid, how do we know that that is forbidden? So the Gemara in says that it actually we don't see anywhere in the Torah that it's forbidden. We don't see a source in the Torah that is forbidden, but it's a svara yule Why would I distinguish between bringing in or bringing out? If the Malacha is defined by the transfer of Rishudahs, then we say it's a two-way street. It doesn't matter if I bring from Rishudah to Rishudah like the cases with Moshe and the Jewish people, or the inverse where I bring from Rishudah to Rishudah And the Mishnah even opens with the case that's Rishudah to Rishudah Now just to make it a little bit complicated, it's actually a big dispute in the Rishonim, but many hold that Hachnosa, bringing from Rishudah to Rishudah the case which is not explicit in the Torah, just that we apply logically that case may actually be a tolda. That case might not be an av malacha itself, and it's fascinating that the Mishnah begins with that. The Gemara will jump on that. So the balabai, the the balabai is though in these two cases. What what is his role? Says the Mishnah balabai is potter. The balabai is exempt because think about it. He has done nothing. He has done nothing. He has no part in the malach. He's been. I mean, uh, he's been there, and obviously he's enabled it, but he hasn't done any part of the malacha. The two components of the malacha of hutzah are the akira of the item from domain A and the hanacha of the item in domain B. In both of these cases, the baalabayis has done neither. In both of the cases, the ani has done both. In the first case, the ani takes the akira from Mishra Rabbim and places it down in the hand of the baalabayis inside. That's akira and hanacha. In the second case, he took it out of the hand of the baalabayis that was inside. That's the akira, and he brings it outside. And holds it by him. That's a Hanacha. In both of those cases, the Baal Baizah is nothing. He's exempt. And the Ani is Chai. That's a good question. Tosas on daf Gimel talks about that. Tosas on daf Gimel. The Mishnah means Pater from... The, we'll see. When we'll, we we'll get there, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit more. Tosas on daf Gimel. Now, the next case, so that's, that's two D'oraisahs for the Ani who's outside. Now let's talk about the Baal bias. How could he do something bad? Pasha Baal is Yadolachot. The Baal extends his hand outside. L'toch And he puts it inside the poor man. So let's just illustrate the Baal is holding a roll. He's going to give his staka. He takes the roll from inside. He makes an Akira, picks it up. Now he transfers it, brings it across. And he, doesn't, he places it inside the hand of the Ani. The Ani is holding his hand. He places it inside. So he has done Hanacha by placing it inside of the Ani's hand. So he has done both. Or, O oh, The ani was holding something outside. Let's say the ani is holding a basket, and the ani is holding it in his hand outside. The balabaius takes his hand, takes his hand, reaches across takes the basket out of the hand of the Ani, that's an Akira from the rishus HaRaben, brings it across into the private domain, and now holds it by him. So that's a Hanacha in the rishus HaYachet. So in both of those cases, Ba'al Abayis, Ha'ani, this is the inverse. But in these two cases, the balabai has done both the Akira and the Hanacha, the Ani is completely exempt because he has done nothing. He has done neither an Akira or Hanacha. So this is exactly just the inverse of the first, the first illustration just here from the perspective of the Baal So now we understand what the Shtayim is. The Mishnah started saying that there are two that are for inside and two that are for outside. So far, what we've illustrated is the two. The two of the inside and the two that are outside. The two possible ways for the Ani to do the Malacha and the two possible ways for the Baal to do the Malacha but now we are going to learn what is, how does it branch out into four. These last two cases are not that hard to illustrate, but it gets a little bit confusing in the numbers of the two is in the four. So let's take it slow. Says the Mishnah, Let's say here the poor man extends his hand inside. So what has happened? He's got his basket and he takes his basket, makes an akira to the basket and extends it in. So the oni has done the akira. But here, instead of placing it in the hand of the balabias, the Baal takes it out of his hand. So he's bringing it, he's bringing his basket across. Instead of putting it into the hand of the balabias. The Balabayas, is holding it across? The Balabayas comes, takes it out. So there the Balabayas is the one who's doing the Hanacha. The Ani has done the Akira, the Balabayas has done the Hanacha. Oh, another case. Shenasan Lisocha Vihotsi. What would be a case of Nasan Lisocha Vihotsi? So here the Balabayez has done the Akira. The Balabaias place takes takes a roll, right? Just imagine here for a second. The ani extends his hand here. Give me my roll. Instead of taking the roll out of the out of the hands, instead of him doing the akira, the Balabaias takes the roll and puts it into the hands of the ani. So the Balabaias has got the roll. Here is my roll. Because the ani sticks his hand out here, balabaius puts it into his hand. The ani takes it out and now holds it by him. So the Balabaias has done the akira. The ani has done the hanacha. So in those two cases, what is the law? the akira to take it out of the, of the No, place. no. It's just that, changing the location. The, the pick up from its place. The Akira happens, the chifetz was stored, it had a place in one rishaz. As soon as it is picked up by somebody, in the Nemo it remains in that domain, completely. That's an Akira. So the Baal buys when he picks up the roll, that's Akira. Now he places the Ani in his head, into the ani's hand, but the Ani sticks his hand across. The Ani takes it out and keeps it by him. The Ani has done the Hanach. Can't have the same rishus and never so. If I pick it up, put it in my pocket, walk outside, come back in, take another pocket, and put it back down. All the uh, kira all rishus say but I went in and out. And- good question, but we're going to learn that it gets complicated because when you put it back down, you did a hanacha, you're right. But then when you start walking again, that might be an akira. We're going to learn it gets very complicated. Moving things that are on your body might be akira's, and that's why you might be obligated. And that's why, but essentially, yes, it's very important. The else 's point is good. We have to understand this. Akira means uprooting something from its location. That Akira happens way before the transfer of the item across the threshold of the Rishuyas. It's not, it's not the point that we're looking at. We're looking at the Akira. So here where the Baal Bais does the Akira because he picks it up, he places it in the Ani's hand that's outstretched. Now the Ani brings it across. The Baal Bais has done the Akira and the, and the Ani and the Ba-ani has done the Hanacha. So in those two cases, Shenei and Peturit. They are both Pater. Why are they both Pater in these two cases? Because neither of them has done the full Malacha. One has done the Akira, one has done the Hanaka. That's not enough. Now, if you think about it, in the, the, we actually just learned two separate cases, right? Two separate cases where each of them did one, okay? So we, we, we just got two cases here in the Mishnah. Say, or, very good, very good. So we're going to learn about that on Dav When Usually when we assume that when there's a, the, the Mishnah, any place where it says the word Pater, in Mesecha Shabbos, it doesn't say the word Mutter, it says the word Pater, you're supposed to assume that Midra it's it's Aser. And this is a good example of that. When one, even though Midar to, to to violate Hotzah, you have to do both components. <laughs> if you even if you just do one, you're, it, it, there is a, 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 a problem on that. And we'll see more about the details of that. In the first case, there you go. That's the Gemara's question. Okay. In the first case, the other guy did nothing, and it still said Pot. That's the Gemara's question. No, but he didn't because if it's, he took it from his hand, he must have picked it up in the first place. Oh, yeah. So it gets very complicated with a lot of things. What's in Akira? No, you're you're asking very good. So basically, you're ready for this? It might be hard, but it will, I will leave this as an open-ended question right now. But if I, it, it, okay, it's a hard it's a hard question. Okay, we'll see when we get we we'll get to the Gemara. You're saying you're both saying very good. We'll see how the Gemara looks at it. Basically, when we see how bodies are stationary and things are picked up, it gets very, very tight, and very hard. Where is the moment of akira? And we'll look at it. Okay, all right. Fourth case. Pasha, but this is just the opposite of the third case. Pasha Balabayas is Yado Lachot. The Balabaias sticks his hand outside. Vinna, and he's got, he's got something. He's got the, the roll in his hand. He sticks it outside. If he would place it into the hand of the Ani, that would be an Akira and a Hanacha. Balabayis would be Chayev. But instead of putting it into the hands of the Ani, the Ani took it out of the Balabayis' hands and he brought it. He, and then he made it stationary by him. So the Balbais did the Akira, but the Ani did the Hanacha because he took it out of the hands of the Balabayas so neither of them has done has done the full malacha. Oh, another case, The Ani picks up the thing, so he's doing he's doing the akira, he brings it, brings it to the hand, right? The Ani's uni, got his basket, the balabaius sticks out his hand outside, the Ani brings it to his hand that's outside, the balabaius brings it in and brings it stationary by him, so the Ani has done the akira, the balabaius has done the hanacha. In that case as well, they are both potter. So now we understand what it means the two that are four. It's two that are four because 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 although we start with two very simple ways that the Ani can do the Malacha, two very simple ways that the Balabais can do the Malacha, they're branched out into four. They're branched out in the sense that you can do a partial Malacha as well. Shir the Shein Arba here in our Mishnah means there are two Malachas da Raisas that can be done. Shein Arba, which can branch out into two more Malachas da Rabbanan that can be done uh, through theoretically doing either only an Akira or Hanacha. Now, if you just think about the numbers here, there's an obvious problem, which the Gemara will deal with. It's not so easy to cheshben this, and we'll maybe be patient for the Gemara. But if you think about it, there's really 12 here, not eight. Because there, there are two ways that each person can do the da'oraisa. And then if you counted the stage three and stage four, there were four different cases. If there are four different cases and each person is doing a drabanan in each case, then you really have a total of uh, two da'oraisas for each and uh, another four drabanans for each. So that's a problem. It says, Shanaim Shehina Arba, it's really... I mean, kind of like time change, you know, so we'll see. The Gemara will deal with that. Okay. So now. Says the Gemara, Tanan awesome! This is a classic Gemara. We totally leave Shabbos and we go look at a Mishnah and Shavuos, and then we're going to contrast the presentation of the Mishnah and Shavuos with our Mishnah. Tanan awesome! We learned the Mishnah and Shavuos. Shavuos are Sh'tayim Chayin There are also two that are four. What does it mean? Shavuos are two that are four. See, when you make a Shavua, you're not allowed to make a Shavua and then violate. It. So, if I promise I'm going to eat today, or if I promise I'm not going to eat today, and then I violate the Shavua either by eating or not eating, whichever one, whichever one I said, so then um, so then I will violate a Shavua, and you have to bring a carbon." Okay? There are, two, there are two different possible ways that I bring a carbon. I can say, Shavua Sha'echal or Shavua Shaloyechal and then I violate it, I have to bring a carbon. She'hin Arba, they can branch into four. It branches into four because we expound upon from the Psukim that Ohu, same thing for Shavua L'Sha'avah. Let's say I say, I promised that yesterday I ate or I promised that yesterday I didn't eat about the past and then I was really lying. What's the law? So I have to bring a carbon as well. So we expound upon that from Psukim. So it means there are two that are explicit in the Psokim. There are two that are expounded upon based upon the Psokim. So there are two explicit chain arba which branch out into four. In the Mishnah and Shavuos, it doesn't mean that the four are Darabona. They are two that are explicit in the text, which branch out to four in the sense that we expound upon two more from the Psokim is in arba. of tuma. So this is the law that when a person becomes tame, they're not allowed to eat kachim or they're not allowed to enter into the base of miktosh. Those are two laws. So if a person does that, they have to bring they have to bring a karba. So if a person knows that he um, that, 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 that 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 he was tame and then let's say he forgets that he knows what a base Mikdash is and he knows what carbon is, but he forgets about the fact that he was tummy and he goes into the base Mikdash or he eats Kachim and then he subsequently remembers he has to bring a carbon. Those are the two explicit things in the, in, in, in the Psuk. Okay, so he forgets about his Tama when he goes into the uh, of Mikdash or when he eats Kachim. Shein Arba, it can turn into four. How can it turn into four? Let's say instead of forgetting about the fact that I was tummy, I don't realize that this is the base Mikdash or I don't realize that this is Kachim. So that's a different form of a mistake. It's not a mistake about my tuma itself, it's a mistake about the thing that I'm doing. It's a mistake about this is the of mikdash, or it's a mistake that this is Kachim. So how do I know that it's also Chaiv carbon? So that's expounded upon based upon Psoget. So that's again, an illustration of two that are four. Two scenarios of HaTumah by forgetting about your tuma in regard to either of mikdash or Kachim or Shein Arba by forgetting about the Kachim or the base mikdash itself. Marus Negam, the seeing of Negam. Shayim Shein Arba are two that are four. Basically, there are two things, Seis and baharis. Seis and baharis are different colors, and they each have different shades of white, and they each have subcategories within them of different shades. So, very simply as well, there are two explicit things in the Torah for the terms of Tzeras, Seis and Sabachas, Seis and baharis, rather, and they each branch out into two more. Fine. Now we see what we want. What we want, Yitzios HaShabbos, carrying out on Shabbos. Sh'tayim Sheh'en Arba. They are two that are four. And the Mishra doesn't say any more. It doesn't say there are two that are four inside and two that are four outside. The Mishra and Shavuot just says there are two that are four. So the Gemara jumps all over that. Why is it in the Mesecha Shabbos we say two that are four inside and two that are four outside? We're very careful to, to, to illustrate based upon the, the perspective of the Ani and the Baal bias too low. Whereas in the Mishnah and Shavuos, we just keep it very short. We just say, carrying out on Shabbos is two that are four. We don't say two that are four on the inside and two that are on the four outside. We just simply say two that are four. Why is the Mishnah and Shabbos in more detail than the Mishnah and Shavuos? They both seem to be saying the same thing, yet our Mishnah is a lot longer. So the Gemara answers, Ha'cha de Shabbos Shabasu Tani Yavos Betoni told us. In, the, in our Mesechta, where we're learning Shabbos, so it's our primary topic. So not only are we going to discuss Avos, we will also discuss Toldos. We're not only going to discuss sa'a, transferring from Rishas Hayachid to Rishas Harabim, we're also going to discuss Toldos. What's the Tolda, the derivative, carrying from Rishas Harabim into Rishas Hayachid? Whereas over there, Hassan Talab Iker Shavazu, there where it's not Iker Shavas, we're not really learning it, it's just a tangent based upon Shavuos. Avos Tani, Toldos, Lotani. We're only going to talk about the Avos, we're only going to talk about Hotza, we're not going to talk about the Toldos, we're not going to talk about Hach So therefore, in the Mishnah, it comes out a very odd thing. When the Mishnah there in Shavuos says, Shtaim Shain Arba, at this point in the Gemara, what does it mean, Shtaim Shain Arba? It means there are two ways to do Hotsa on Shabbos. It doesn't mean there's one hotza and one achmos. So there are two ways to do a hotza. What are the two ways to do hotza to transfer from Rosh ayache to Rosh harabim? So it just imagine you're either the balabayas or the ani. If you're the balabayas, it means that you're inside and you put it into the ani's hand. And the other way to do a, a hotza uh, on Shabbos would be for the ani to reach his hand into the into the home, take it out of the hand of the balabayas, and bring it out. That would be the shtayim. In the Mishnah, there in our Mishnah, when the Mishnah was saying <laughs> the "Shta'yah" meant two. For the ani was one transferring from Rishus and two was transferring from Rishus to Rishus Ayachin. And that's actually not the meaning of it when it says it in Shavuos. So the Gemara asks, "Avos meinu? What are the avos?" We're analyzing the Mishnah in Shavuos. "Avos meinu? What are the avos?" Yitzios transferring out Rishus Ayachin to Rishus Aravim. Yitzios. There's only two. So the Mara is saying, I grant the Shtayim. The Shtayim is amazing because the balabayas can do a Hotzah and, and the Ani can do a hotza. But there's no four. What does it mean, Shehain Arba, which branch out into four? Now, you're going to be very tempted to say, Yechiteim mehen that they branch out to four, meaning there are two Darabonans of doing hotza. So a person can do Hotzah in a Darabonan way where they do only the Akira or only the Hanacha of a Hotzah. That was what you will be tempted to say. But the problem is, in the Mishnah on Shavuos, that doesn't make sense. The Mishnah is listed right after a few illustrations of things where Shtayim Shein Arba meant two that branch into four Let's illustrate all of the three cases that it was next to in the Mishnah on Shavuos. There are two that are four, First Shavuah. Just as there are two about the future, we expound Shain Arba for a Shavuah in the past. Just as there are two that are four for Yadiyah, Satoma means there are two that are explicit in the Torah and two more that are included from a drasha, but Midar The same thing for modern Shagam. There are two primary shades which branch out into two more shades, but are actually Tsaraz, not Adrashah, and they actually are Tsaraz. The two that are four just means it branched out in the sense that it wasn't explicit in the Torah. So, so too, and the Mishnah then goes to say and says, shayin, arba, with hashavis, it shouldn't be there are two that are daraisa, which branch out to four that are. Daravana. That doesn't make sense. So, it must be that all of them are. Daraisa. So, now we're totally stuck. Let's go back to the Mishnah there. We don't understand. Let's go back. It must mean in the Mishnah there that shayin, arba, means there are two that are four and all of four are Chai. It Has to be, When the only way we can do that is by doing two sauce and two achnasa. So it's both Hotsa and achnasa from the perspective of the ani and from the perspective of the, of the balabais. And I guess what the mission would mean would mean there are two that are four. There are two forms of sauce, shehin arba, which can branch out in the sense that we include achnasa as well as the tolda. But our problem is, remember, what's our problem? If the Mishnah is being so elaborate in shavuos, why so so short in shavuos? Why is the Mishnah so much longer here? Basically, it would come out then in shavuos we only say cases that are If We say two hotzahs that branch out and include two achnasos as well, two that are four. Every case in the Mishnah and Shavuos would be Chayev, a full malacha. In our Mishnah, when we say Arba and Arba it has so much more of an elaborate meaning. It means for the Ani, he can do two daraisas, which branch out into two more drabononim, and for the Balabais, he does two daraisas, which branch out to two more, dur- which are durabhanas. The Mishnah there didn't talk about any drabononim. The Mishnah there in Shavuos has a different meaning. There are two daraisas which are explicit, which branch out into two more daraisas. There are two hotzasas which branch out also and include two more hachnasas. Each Mishnah we understand the Pshat, but we don't understand why the Tana depicted it differently. In the Mishnah on time shein arba arba again means that the Baal Bais has two daraisas, which branch out and include two more dravonans, and the same thing for the Ani. And the Mishnah on Shavuos, the simple statement "there are two that are four, means that both of Ani and the Baal Bais together have two daraisas which are explicit. Each one has a saw, And we branch out and include hachnasa as well, which is a daraisa. But we completely leave out all these darabonans. Why would the Mishnah not present it differently? So the Gemara answer is, Ela amar papa hacha ikar Shabbos. Who so since here, it's the primary source. We're learning Shabbos. Tanach yuve Not only are we going to talk about cases where you're chayav, we're even going to talk about cases that are darabonan. We'll include cases where you are pater to illustrate even the darabonans as well. Hossam in the Masechah of Shavuot, the Talav, Iker, Shavasu. we're not really learning Masechah Shavas. it's just a tangent based upon the discussion of Shavuah, Chiyuvah Tani, U Piturilo Tani, it doesn't talk about the Peturim, it only talks about the Chiyuvim, so that's the answer. In Shabbos, we're going to be more elaborate because we're learning Shabbos. We're more elaborate. We talk about the cases of of Ptor. The Mishnah and Shavuos, we only talk about the cases of Chiel. So let me just make sure this is clear. It's a very, very difficult and Psha. The Mishnah and Shavuos, what does it mean that there are two, that there are four, that are four? It means that every case in Shavuos is chayv. It means there are two which are explicit in the Torah and two more which are included logically based upon what it says in the Torah. The two that are explicit in the Torah are hotzo'ah, both for the ani and for the balabayas, the two ways that they can each do hotsah, and that branches into two more, which are from the Torah of HaKhnasa for both ani and balabayas. That's the mishnah, the meaning of the mishnah and Shavuot. Our mishnah means something much more elaborate. Both the ani and the balabayas have two things, which are daoraisa, hotsah, and HaKhnasa, shehin arba, which branches out to include two more derabonon's. If they do either an Akira or a Hanacha for Hotsar or, 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 or Achanas. So it ends up with a completely different meaning. And our Mishnah and Shavuos was succinct because we weren't really learning Shavuos. So it only bothered with the things that are The The Mishnah and Shabbos was, uh, wanted to go into, into more detail. Okay. So the, that's where we are now. So the Gemara pushes further on the Mishnah in Shavuos. This is important. We're still focused on the Mishnah and Shavuos. Says the Gemara what are cases where you are high of? Yitzios, Yitzios, yitzios havyan. The Yitzios are really only two. So what's bothering us? What's bothering us is that we think that the cases of Chiyuvim of, 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 of are, are Yitzios. Because the Lushan Yitzia, what is Yitzia, that word? It's mashma hotsoa, carrying out, not carrying in. Again, carrying out means Rishasayachat to Rishasayachat. Carrying in means Rishasayachat to Rishasayachat. So if it's saying Yitzios, then there's really only two Yitzios. So there's no Shahin Arba. Again, in the Mishnah and Shavuos, where all of them are chayev. How could you say Shehim Shehain Arba of Yitzios? Yitzios is talking about carrying out. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no! Don't be bothered by that. Shnamei <inaudible> Da'chnasa. It means there are two of Otsah and two of Da'chnasa. But the Gemara persists. No, that's wrong. Hayitzios Kitani. It says there are two. There are two Yitzios which branch into four. Yitzios means cases of transfer from Rishus to Rishus There are not two that are four cases of transferring from Rishus to, to. Rishus The only way you made sense of that Mishnah and Shavuos is by saying that we were including Akhnasa. There were two Otsahs which branched out to two Da'chnases. But the language doesn't tolerate that because the language says there are two that are four of Yitzios. Yitzios means taking out from Rosh to Rosh Hashayachah. So we're stuck. The only our understanding of the Mishnah and Shavuos is is that there are two Yitzios which branch, in, which branch out into four Yitzios, but that's not true. There can be two Yitzios that branch out and include two more achnasos. There can be two Yitzios which branch out and include more D'Rabonan Yitzios. But both of those ways don't fit for the Mishnah on Shavuot. So we're stuck. What is the mission, meaning of the Mishnah there? So the Gemara answers, No, 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 no. Don't be bothered by the language. Hotsua, the term hotso'ah, is not exclusive to carrying out from Rishush HaYachat to Rishush Hotso'ah means transfer. So hotzah can include a case of hachnasah of bringing from Rishus Rabbim to Rishus Hayachid. So really, our shot in the Mishnah Shavuos was correct. There are two that are explicit in the Torah, the two hotzahs, which can branch out and include two more of Achnasah from Rishus Rabbim to Rishus and they both fit under the general umbrella term of yitzios. Mean my, why are we confident that we're correct about that language point? Me did not. We can really see that from our Mishnah itself. Our Mishnah itself uh, uh, it says a I'm, I'm sorry, not from the Mishnah itself. This is from the Mishnah later. It says Mir <speaking in> Someone who carries from Rishus to Rishus is obligated. So it says <speaking in> one who carries out Milo Askinah <speaking> Rabim Is <in> does the Mishnah not also include a case of someone transferring in someone from Rishusach to, rishos to, rishos to, rishos to rishos, And you still see it's called Hotsah, even though it said <speaking in> it clearly is also including a case of somebody bringing in, because it said, stam, a mozi So rishos to rishos should include bringing in to rishos as well. And what is the reason? The time of my, why is the reason that the language accepts it? Because kola chiras chifetz mimikomo, tana hot karileh. That's the answer. Because even when I'm bringing something in, from rishos ha to rishos hayokhin, the hotsoh is taking the item out of its place. That's why you get the term of hotsah. The means to take out. So even though the overall objective is to bring it inside, from the street inside, but it's taking it out of its place. That is the reason why the term of hotza is correct and precise, even if we're talking about achnasah. So that is now the meaning, we're very okay with the meaning in, of the Mishnah and Shavuos. There are two that are four, there are two that are four Yitzios, even though the two that are four are two explicit ones, the two Ha'otzos from the Ani and the Balabites, which branch out into four, the Hachnasah that they each can do. Even in our Mishnah, you see that point in the language. The Ketani, our Mishnah said, Yitzios, the Mishnah said, Yitzios HaShavosh, Te'in She'in Arba. The Yitzios of Shabbos are two that are four. Again, that same term of Hotsah. But what was the first illustration of the Mishnah then? The first illustration of the Mishnah was a Hachnasah. It said that the Ani, it said that the Ani took what, was in his, uh, took what was in his hand and he stuck it into the hands of the Baal Bais inside. What did the Ani just do? Hachnasa. He took something that was in Rishos Sarabim and he made it be in Risha HaYechad. That's a Hachnasa. I thought we're talking about Yitzios HaShabbos. must be that Yitzios HaShabbos includes Hachnasa as well because of the point you're taking the cheif out of its place. It doesn't matter whether I'm doing it Hachnasa or Hachnasa. Either way could be referred to as Yitzia. Okay, very good. One more answer in the Gemara Rav Amar Rishuyus Ketani. Rishuyus Shabbish both answers? Why, what's that? Why do we need both answers and why not use this one first? Like why, 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 why didn't we, we prove it first from our Mishnah? Yeah. Tosus is very bothered by this Tosus is very bothered like what took the Gemara it seems like from our Mishnah itself we should have had this question right away the Gemara only gets to in Shavuos when we were analyzing the Mishnah in Shavuos we got stuck we could read our Mishnah and have this problem and the Mishnah says you see us and then it lists the case of Achmasa like how did we that. Ravah, my Rav gives a different answer. Rishuyas Ketani. The Mishnah means that there are two Rishuyas. Rishuyas shtaim. This Lashon that we're saying of Yitzios, of rish, it's actually referring to the Rishuyas, not to, that, to the actions, but to the domains. There are two domains, Rishusayachin and Rishusarabin. And they turn into four means through the two Rishuyas, you can end up with a total of four Daraisas that are violated. That's the meaning of it. Shtaim shein Arba. Because of these two domains, you can end up with four different ways of of having a daraya. So there's a Rishos a Yachar and a Rishos Arab. Shahein Arba. It turns into four different cases of people doing it too. Because the Ani both the Ani and the Balabaiis could do either Hotza or Hachnasah. Okay. There's one now, let's go back to our Mishnah. So if anyone was counting correctly in the Mishnah, we're gonna have a major problem. Because the Mishnah says, Shaim Arba Bifnin, Shaim Arba Bachutz. So that should be a total of eight. Two that are four, two that are four. It should be a total of eight. The problem is, is it really only eight? It is really twelve. Now let's just try to do the math, make sure it's not too, it's not too hard for us to understand. The first two cases of the Mishnah, you have uh, two people being Chayev, and just leave the other guy out for a second. So you have two, two cases where they're each Chayev, Otsah, and Achmasah from both the Oni and the Balabais. So we're already up to four. Right? We're already up to four. Then the Mishnah had a, th- a part three and a part four. In, the, in, the, in, in part three, there were two cases. And in part four, there were two cases. So there are four more cases of the Ani and the Balabayis each doing one part. So it's four times two. Four times two is eight. So there's really 12 different points of the Mishnah. There are 12 points of the Mishnah where someone is doing something wrong. So why does it say, Shain, Arba, The numbers are off. There's really eight different things that should be t- a- a- added onto the darais. There are two Daraises that they can each do, that's four, but there are eight total of Darabonins, four different types of Darabonins they can each do. Because as you look carefully, again, in the Mishnah, in the third case, in the fourth case, there are four cases, and in each of those cases, both, either the Anir or the Valabais is doing one of the two. So the Gemara says back, I mean, why don't you make it worse? There's really sixteen. Because even in the first two cases of the Mishnah, someone's doing something where the, even when one of the guys was if the guy was holding it in his hand. Let's just say the first case of the Mishnah, the ani took his hand. The ani took what was in took something out of the balabayas hand and he brought it outside. I'm sorry, actually the first case was he put it into the balabayas. Whatever, so he puts it into the Baal Bais hand. So the balabayas is there. I mean, he's included. So why don't we include the numbers? There's really sixteen. So the Gemara says, I'm That's difficult. Bishlam a baba pater um In the first case of the Mishnah, the person is an innocent bystander. He's doing nothing at all. Even though the Mishnah said the word pater, it's actually completely mutter. Let's say the Ani takes something and he puts it into the hands of the Baal Bais. Is the Baal Bais doing anything wrong whatsoever? Nothing. He's not doing a or hanacha. The Ani is doing both the Akira and the hanacha. The Baal Bais is just accepting it, but he's not doing a hanacha. So when the Mishnah said pater, we're not going to include that in the numbers because there the Baal Bais is mutter. What he's doing, he's doing absolutely nothing wrong um, at all. So that doesn't bother us. above Ababa de Sefa, the pater, Usr, kasha, but in the baba of the Sefa, where it's it, 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 in that case, where it's pata lava because they're each doing. Of one part of the malacha, that's what bothers us. So that's where we are right now. That we're bothered right in the middle of the cases. Really, if you look at the last points of the mission, there are four. Illustri- there are four cases where each one, the balabais and when the, the ani are doing one part of it, hutsah and anakira or anacha. So that means there are eight separate points, eight separate bullet points where one person is doing something wrong. And so we want to know. Which should really end up being twelve and not eight. And that is where we are right now, stuck in how to understand the lesson of our Mishnah.